to Lifecycle Podcast, and I'd like to introduce, or let him introduce himself, uh, the seven-year, seven-month veteran, number of completion. I'd like him to introduce himself to us. Hey, how y'all doing? My name is Robert. I'm 28 years old. I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, and yeah, there's just a little bit about myself. Uh, I'll go to school for um, design and media technology. And I'm about to be a freelance videographer um, once I get done with school. Awesome. Okay. Can you, so as the, sh the previous shows, you know, I'd like to start off with the, the past and then build up to the present and then eventually to the future. Can you tell me a little bit about your past? Um, just the monumental things that happened in your life and just things that, you know, that kind of influenced who you are today. Oh yeah, um, I'm start all the way at the beginning then, because um, for me I know, um, coming out the womb I had problems like comprehending and stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It just just pretty hard in and out of the yeah. doctor because um, they didn't know what was wrong with me, and mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna go too much into it, but it's like it got so bad that I was getting picked on at school because I kept asking questions about mm -hmm. um just simple stuff you know like first grade well you know two plus two and then getting mm -hmm. multiplication and stuff like that and yeah. um my brother um he stuck up for me a good amount of times but it's like my brother's three years older than me so there was times when my mm -hmm. brother wasn't there because i was in elementary school and he was in middle school so mm -hmm. yeah it's just that and i mean other than that it was just pretty normal you know what i mean it's just mm -hmm. just hard because you know people are cruel you know, yeah. really cruel. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, when people are talking about um what your parents do for a living. Yeah. Well, when they ask what my parents do for a living, I told them um, my dad was a CEO, and mm -hmm. you know how that goes. Oh, if your dad's a CEO, he must be a blankety blank blank. Mm -hmm. So you know, snitch, coward, this, that, and the third, and you know, you almost get into fights because of that, and it and it was hard, but I did my due diligence to um at least half the time to stand up for myself and mm -hmm. again it was hard so skip forward a little bit to um going to high school getting ready to graduate and i'm ready to get out of um my town i should have told you where i was raised i wasn't raised in vadosta georgia i grew up an hour east of called waycross because my dad was a ceo at a, one of the prisons nearby so mm -hmm. again back to high school I was ready to get out of Waycross, you know. I got tired of the word broke being thrown around so much. Got tired of mm -hmm. um people, you know, calling me out of my name and stuff like that. Connections. What I mean by connections is just, you know how, um, you live in a small town or no? I live in a small town, yes. Um, probably like 1,200 people or so. 
All right. So you, you probably understand. So you know how everybody knows everybody. And if you don't have that connection, you basically can't get um no ahead in that town. That's how it was in Wake Forest, Georgia. Okay. I understand the concept. So that's why I want to get away from Georgia so bad. And I had the grades to go to college, but my parents, and it's nothing against them, they're so bogged down with, um, I guess, money issues. And at the time, they're going through marriage problems. So that's why I want to join the Air Force, because I want to get out of South Georgia and the things I just told you a couple minutes ago. And mm -hmm. it wasn't hard to get into the Air Force. It's just the fact that I wish I could have waited just a little bit longer. Because I didn't get the job I wanted. Because, mm -hmm. again, just didn't get the job I wanted. Okay. Because I rushed. So what do you mean by that? Well, recruiter is basically like um a salesperson. He sells you a job, and then mm -hmm. you get into the Air Force. So mm -hmm. my recruiter told me about this job called services, and I thought he was talking about medical service. Almost like, you know what, a, um, not a medical aid, but you, you know what a nurse is. I thought it was yeah. going to become something similar to that. That okay. or a medical assistant. I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. something like that. But when he showed me what it was on Moody Air Force Base, man, he actually took me out to Moody Air Force Base in Georgia, not even mm -hmm. 20 minutes away from where I live. And mm -hmm. I, I seen nothing but chaos, man. It was it was bad. People were cussing each mm -hmm. other out over baked beans. You know, the, the person <laughs> in charge was wore out. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. And I wasn't even paying attention to um Tech Sergeant was saying, man, because I was seeing all that that was going on. And I was like, do I really want to do this? Because mm -hmm. it's either staying with Cross Georgia or deal with that when I get in the Air Force. That way I could become a better man on the other side of mm -hmm. that. I like that. That's what I was thinking at 17 years old. But mm -hmm. my parents at the time were thinking like they didn't want me to suffer like I was suffering basically in um elementary or middle or high school you know getting picked mm -hmm. on and stuff all the time mm -hmm. because um to be honest man that's the that's the culture of the military sometimes um you know chaos like that i had a discussion with my parents and it was it was a pretty good discussion but um i ultimately decided to still join the air force because of what i said about um making myself better fast forward a little bit and go to the air force after I graduate high school, about three months afterwards, and I get the Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. I'll tell you what, man, it's it was a different ball game. Now, I'm not racist or anything, so yeah. you probably already know where it's about to go. <laughs> yeah, there's um there's a a lot of people, at least when I saw on basic, that was racist and they're um unfortunately skin tones weren't the same and they didn't mm -hmm. come from an environment where respect was taught or you know mm -hmm. you're not supposed to be you know prejudiced towards a certain skin tone or a certain culture so with mm -hmm. that being said you got called the n-word you know you saw a story on my um youtube somebody wiped their nuts yeah. on my toe and stuff like that and you know they call me dumb and slow because of what yeah. i told you what happened in, um, yeah. when i was in elementary school mm -hmm. And, you know, it was bad. And on top of that, you know, people try to come on to you sexually. You, mm. I, I thought it was bad then. It's, it's really bad now. But that's a different story. But, yeah, I get through that. And other than what I just told you, um, it was pretty self-straightforward once I got used to the routine and everything. And I was able to graduate basic training. 
not with honors, but I graduated anyway. Yeah, you got anything to um ask about that? Well, what did your mom do? Uh, what did my mom do? Um, she was a secretary at um one of the um at one of the clinics in um uh, Waycross, Georgia. So yeah, she basically um got the appointment set up and everything. Okay, so from growing up, I mean, hinting that everything was kind of racially motivated. I mean, I've never been to Georgia. I've never even you know. I mean, but I've heard stuff. But is that is that what basically happened during your time there or well are just normal people or just everybody basically picked on you pretty much everybody to an extent because i'll get to that yeah. once i um talk about um a little bit about tech school and then when i get to um south korea but um yeah it was basically mm -hmm. mostly everybody because of um they didn't like my personality mm -hmm. because they thought they wanted me, you know, have my pants sagging halfway off my butt and, you know, act like them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. you see, I'm okay. pretty halfway formal and I have a, mm -hmm. a non-typical personality to, I guess, what they call the average black person. So, yeah, just dealing with that was um pretty much a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, is, man. So... I understand. Um, so I said, how has your parents influenced you in the decisions you've made in your life? Well, well uh, I came to them to uh, for advice throughout most of my life, but it came to a point in time mm -hmm. where, um, well, there's no disrespect to them or anything, but it came to a point in time in my life where sometimes the decisions, the advice they gave me was a detriment towards my um, future. Say, for instance, like, when I got to, um, I'll get to the South Korea part in a minute, but I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. When I got to, um, back from South Korea to Georgia, um, I got a, um, I got a, a second car. car because my first car was, um, in the shop all the time. And, um, against mm -hmm. better judgment, instead of getting a, a reliable cash car, which I had the money for, um, uh, I had to get 500, $600 car payments. And that was pretty tough, one. especially as a, um, E3. E3s don't make that much money. So mm -hmm. th that's what I'm talking about right there. Just, you know, just going against better judgment. And the same thing goes with, um, and you I'm know, talking in general now, sometimes a, a, either a parent's advice or either, you know, uh, elder's advice can go against the word of God. And sometimes you have to follow God instead of following amen. them in order yes, to get, get forward in, in life. So that's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah, so you want me to go ahead and start explaining um back to tech school and South Korea and stuff like that? I said, uh, before you talk about that, let's talk about how you became a Christian. So tell me the, the big, and then you can talk about South Korea. See, that's what I was saying. South Korea is part of that. That's where I got born again at. Okay, so, so let's fly to South Korea right now then. All right, so I get through tech school. That wasn't too much. It's just the fact that... um. The volunteer hours idea it wasn't it didn't count so again i get to south korea and there's more problems that i'm willing to admit it was hard for me to pay attention to detail and i couldn't take constructive criticism without flying off the handle you know just cussing people out and stuff like that calling somebody the b word and four letter words that you're not gonna say on this podcast and um it got to a point where people were going to um well it got to a point where i was about to get article 15 and those in the military know what Article 15 is. And um, fast forward a little bit, we get to um, 
September 2014. I'm just sitting there laying in my bed like, is there more to life than this? I need to stop doing this, but I don't know how. And it's like, just woke up one day from a nap because I was off that day and it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me of that time where I got witness to, well, to- well, somebody told me about Jesus when I was 11 years old, but it kind of threw mm-hmm. me back, thinking back, it threw me back because I didn't know, I knew who, who Jesus I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't know what to do with it in my heart because he didn't explain it to me. I think he was just yeah. repeating what um, his parents were telling him because his parents went mm-hmm. to church. My friend's mm-hmm. parents went to church and stuff like that. But anyways, I also it also reminded me of that time where um, I was at a volunteer event in Korea. It's called Korean American Partnership Association where we pick up trash and we also go to events and you know play with kids and stuff like that. And you know, network with Koreans, you know, just do business mm-hmm. with Koreans and things like that. And the host of the thing, he was telling me about this church that um that's on the backside of the base. And mm-hmm. it's basically I get volunteer hours for. It. So I said, yeah, I take the volunteer hours. But at the time <laughs> where I was thinking about the, um, you know, what's more to life than this, I wasn't thinking about the volunteer hours. I was thinking yeah. about how can I make my life better? So, mm-hmm. you know, and hopped up out of bed going back to September 2014. I um shower, put my clothes on, and instead of taking a cab over there, since you know we're not allowed to have a car in South Korea, I ran three mm-hmm. miles to the church wow. full speed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So and, and that pretty much negated the shower because I was funky by the time I got there, but nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> but um nonetheless, man. Um it's like it's it's pretty it got pretty serious because the pastor he started preaching on hell mm-hmm. and he was talking about you're gonna go to hell if you don't get saved and then he talked about mark chapter um i think it's nine and he went to um you know luke chapter 15 and you know talked about the rich man and lazarus and just mm-hmm. other stories like that and I was like, man, I ain't trying to burn in hell. <laughs> I mean, I already knew where I was going, but man, you didn't have to yeah. rub it in my face. <laughs> but um, I, I I still continued to go because he explained it so thoroughly, unlike mm-hmm. the preachers on the base or you know, preachers in bigger cities where they just want the cash. Yeah, you know. So that's why I decided to go back because I knew he was genuine and he really wanted me to do right and be right Amen. but so fast forward a little bit a couple months and i'm at my breaking point at this time and you know i was talking some crazy stuff you know not to the um not to my leadership at um the job but it's that um you know just to the therapist i was going to at the time like mm-hmm. oh i'm gonna do this to this person i'm gonna do that to that person and i'm gonna off myself and just this, that, and the third, and I'm surprised they ain't put me in um inpatient treatment right then and there for talking crazy, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, they're about to give me Article 15 again. It's pretty good what God did because Amen. um, well, I'm gonna back up just a little bit. Before I got saved, there's a situation where I um basically butt work, where I just rolled back over, turned my alarm off, and went to sleep. Well, mm. military, they don't have that. They don't want that. Mm-hmm. 
So, so they, they pretty much bust my door down. And what I wanted to do was I want to jump out the window. I already had a bag ready. I want to jump out the window, get on a plane and basically go back home to the States. But by the time I looked out the window, there's a police dog sitting there. A police dog and a police dog handler sitting there looking dead at me. I'm just sitting there like, what? Man. So like did, did they did they know that you were planning on escaping, I guess, or what? I guess so. Because they, it wasn't there um by the time work um started because I had to be at work at 4 a.m. Yeah. by 7 a.m. Yeah, that dog handler was sitting there just looking dead at me, making sure I didn't go out the window. But um, yeah, fast forward a couple hours and I had a chair about the size of a, I can't show you, but it's about the size of um this chair right here that I'm sitting on. And um, I had a couple of those in front of the door, make sure nobody got in. But um, first started, he's um about your size and got a lot of muscle and stuff, so he was able to get through that door no problem. And yeah. he pretty much yelled at me, told me to go to work and stuff. He didn't care about that, about my depression, none of that. Broke down, start crying. He didn't care about that. So, I'm sorry. So it's a, it's all right. Um, but yeah, it's the fact that um, just just that right there. I could have, mm-hmm. you know, said some ugly things and stuff like that. But again, I was at my breaking point. So once that episode happened, um, that night actually, I got down on my knees and asked Jesus to. Um, change mm. my heart and save my soul because it's, it's like I, I got tired. Mm-hmm. I got tired. Yeah. And after that, it's like I went from this way to that way, and mm. I guess work noticed immediately because I wasn't acting out every other day, mm-hmm. just doing my job and about my business. Yeah. And then um, I still had to face the music about my um, you know, skipping out on work like that. But it wasn't mm-hmm. no article. It was just a regular reprimand that goes away after six months mm. so yeah that's the story about um me um you know getting born again a little bit the aftermath afterwards amen that's awesome um can you <clears throat> okay so uh, my question was um so what 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 caused you to do that what caused you to have those kind of emotions or depressions or just throughout that whole time before you got saved uh I'm tell you three things right now. This could be probably a lesson for the young, like young teens and people watching. Number one, I was mm-hmm. watching the wrong stuff. Okay. Number two, I was following the wrong crowd. And number three, I was doing whatever I wanted to do and not um following not following um directions and not following authority. So mm-hmm. if you do the complete opposite of that, you know your life can be changed around, whether you are um born again Christian or not. So. Mm-hmm. That's why those emotions were building up because um I was it was a combination of that and also me not dealing with my own trauma and issues of when I was younger. You mm-hmm. know, people picking on me and stuff like that. So yeah, to answer your question, just a combination of those three to four things. You're not part of that far, but do you still get picked on or is it has all that over and how do you handle that uh just talk to them like a man like um you know there's a situation that happened um when i was in school and they're kind of picking on me and i just pulled them to the side i said hey you can't be doing that it's not right and they were younger and 
a little bit um immature and he respected that and he stopped right then and there so I love that. And it's just like um what um i get I, I forget who said it but um it was a matthew where you can pull a person aside and deal with the issues in private and then if mm -hmm. you need one more mm -hmm. person as a witness um you go about it that way and, and i was able to do mm -hmm. it that way and in the end of the situation like that amen awesome that's awesome so okay question now is what what motivated let's move to the present and um transition to that and so what what interested you to get into media and all that choreography and stuff like that not choreography but get into media aspect yeah that's an easy question um so i was in um new mexico and COVID started this is after my uh, health issues leveled out a little bit and um i'm just sitting in my car just sitting there looking at the canyons and stuff like that and i was bored mm -hmm. so i just started driving looking at the sights and the sceneries couldn't leave the state but mm -hmm. it was beautiful nonetheless and then one day i was at the um bx that's basically like a mini mall or a walmart mm -hmm. in military mm -hmm. terms so i saw a good camera that was supposed to be 700 dollars for 200 dollars. Mm -hmm. so i snapped oh, that nice. up so quick and um <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how you stole it <laughs> I, I thought it was um i thought it was one pretty weird too that it was 500 dollars cheaper but yeah we wait, got that 200 dollars camera this was during the military this was sorry this was during the military yeah okay okay keep one yeah so um once i bought that um camera for a bargain i just started you know recording on my um record my YouTube. videos on um, my yep there it is um record my <laughs> videos on youtube and you know uh -huh. put my camera on the dashboard and just started doing it from there and that mm -hmm. also led to um me going to school because i wanted to learn more of it in a professional sense that way mm -hmm. i don't know how to because i didn't really know how to edit videos i knew how to record but i didn't know yeah. how to edit so mm -hmm. me having a gi bill and stuff like that once i got out of the military medically um school was covered for free and they give you um a free eleven hundred dollars every single month I'm, that's that's not a bad deal so yeah i'll take that i was able to go to school and get my media degree okay so you already graduated and you're already done with all that yeah um awesome. i didn't uh i walk um in a couple of months but um as far as all my courses i'm pretty much done mm -hmm. and what was that like a two-year program or it was a two-year uh, program year? okay okay yeah awesome. it's pretty pretty easy i had all my um core classes just about done when i started so that's why it didn't mm -hmm. take so long mm -hmm. awesome okay so let's talk about relationships um from relationship from your brother your parents and then let's transition to like marriage and girlfriend dating that kind of atmosphere all right so where you want me to start start from your brother work up to your parents and then to dating girls so, obviously yeah so me and my brother are pretty close you know we text every day and stuff like that and uh, we talk to each mm -hmm. other every couple of weeks or so because um he's a truck driver so it's pretty hard to you know get a hold of him all the time especially mm -hmm. he, he ain't supposed to be talking and driving so <laughs> especially when he on the clock so mm -hmm. but yeah it, we're pretty close and um um at the same time we are pretty different we got different lives especially um mm -hmm. when i um, became born again and um i'm just leave it at that mm -hmm. okay um how how important is that relationship to you 
It's very important because um he showed me a lot about how to um deal with different types of people. And um without that, I'll just um be like a robot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll go ahead and move on to um, my parents. Now, my mom, she helped me out a lot, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning years. Because um, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. Um, she um in the most early years, she kept me out the um the special needs class because they thought I was that slow mm-hmm. comprehending stuff. But mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be able to um join the Air Force and things like that. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for my dad, you know, dads are important because they're the head of the household. And he showed Amen. me how to do a lot. So, yeah, I probably would have fell into that um even more worse crowd if it wasn't for um you know my dad being in my life and my parents mm-hmm. are still together. They've been together almost thirty Amen. years. So Amen. good. Yeah, that's why um that's why I kind of looked at them for um at least sometimes for relationship advice because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's so awesome that you covered that. And I was gonna ask you about you know what so what. Why is it so important to have a father in, in, you know, the boy's life, you know? And I was going to ask you about that, but it's awesome that you covered that. Can you tell me more about that? If if you could think of some things at the top of your head. You know, um, just simple stuff like, you know, that um, women, not, not nothing against them. They probably can do it too, but it's more, it's more physically demanding. So things like, you know, mowing a yard, you know, mm-hmm shaving you know trimming your face and stuff like that um mm-hmm. what else you know construction type work you know um women again they can do that but it's more physically demanding on their body and that's mm-hmm. when the man comes in to um mm-hmm. be able to provide that for you know and teach their children those type of things that way they could be more productive in um mm-hmm. life so and the woman the on the woman in the household they're supposed to be there you know, to take care of the um, housely needs, you know, nurture and just things like that. Not to get into much detail, but, you know, just leave it at that. What about dating? Well, how's your dating life? Uh, It's, it's non-existent, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Same, same, brother. <laughs> but, yeah, well, ain't nobody around here in um, um, South Georgia. <laughs> okay, but can you tell me about, give me some things that you've learned from your previous relationships in dating, though. Well, just some things I learned. Number one, don't rush into it, because if you do, God's going to humble you real quick. I'll get more into that in a minute. The next thing mm-hmm. is like, you just pretty much make sure you're equally yoked, because mm-hmm. if you're not, you're going to be bickering about everything. Mm-hmm. The third thing is, and this might be the last thing that's going to be off the top of my head, is um, make sure you have similar interests, because if not, you're not going to keep each other engaged in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Those some points I've never heard, especially the last one. But I like that. So you said you were you were gonna you were gonna mention something later. What was that, or or when did you plan on mentioning that? I mean, I can mention it now. Um, you probably um were surprised too that I've been married before, and um, mm-hmm. it's not a proud thing to admit, but it is what it is. People make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. Even David made a mistake, you know, getting with yeah. Bathsheba when he was supposed to, but. God mm-hmm. forgives, and God was still able to bless him because mm-hmm. he cha- got his heart changed. So I believe that wholeheartedly. So yeah, um, what do you want me to explain about the marriage again? I don't want to get too much deep into it. I mean, I, you know, I want you to share only what you want to share. But you said you've been divorced, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, before um, and before, hold on, hold on, just a second. 
And before anybody says anything like the audience, um, don't judge me because I know y'all got skeletons too. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know some people, they break off fellowship um, because, um, uh, especially in the Christian community, um, because yeah. the person been divorced before. So mm -hmm. that's why I said that. Okay. Um, I don't know what your intentions were, were, whether to save the marriage or to protect it or to try to, you know, reheal it. But what what are some things, you know, as a Christian or even just a normal person, what, what are some things a person can do to, you know, refrain from getting a divorce or stopping or just trying to maintain a healthy marriage? What, what are some things somebody could do? Uh, Got to be both willing to mm -hmm. um make the sacrifice and be able to both willingly you know put together the effort to make the marriage work regardless of um what's going on and unfortunately mm -hmm. in my case um that wasn't it because again we weren't equally yoked we we're arguing mm -hmm. too much about you know where to go to church doctoring um military type stuff and mm -hmm. unfortunately it led to me going down to a deep depression again and um i can get to that right now this is what led to the downfall um, and also lack of empathy. I'll get to that mm -hmm. part in a second, too. But um, like we we're arguing back and forth and I had a, you know, a couple episodes here and there. It wasn't too bad. And just depressive episodes because I was going through a lot of work. And, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you like to vent to your spouse. Yeah, she wasn't having any of that. And fast forward a little bit. I was able to PCS from because I'm at Langley at this point. This is 2018. The PCS mm -hmm. from there to New Mexico. And um, once I get to New Mexico, because we we're doing long distance stuff because we we're both military. So mm -hmm. um, once we got there, I didn't last eight days. And mm -hmm. we we're at the restaurant one day and she already said some stuff to me beforehand. She kept talking about my family in a bad way, kept talking about God in a bad way. It was, it was rough. That's why I was so depressed, because when you cuss God so many times, you can get really discouraged. Mm -hmm. Especially if somebody's bringing that energy on you all the, all the time on like an hourly basis. She said something out the way again, and I basically gave up and used the excuse yeah. of I wanted to off myself, even though I didn't really want to. I just wanted to get up out of there. But mm -hmm. the depression part, absolutely. So mm -hmm. once all that was said and done, and she took me to the hospital, and she's cussing me out again, and this, that, and the third, the nurse pulled her out of there not literally pull her out of there, like physically, but told her to leave. And mm -hmm. the nurse said this, get some help, stay away from this girl because she's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And you know, if an outsider says that, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But um, wow. anyways, it's just the fact that um, he said, I, I, I had a choice whether to go to inpatient or not. Most people don't know that. Um, he said, you mm -hmm. want to go to inpatient or no? But I said yes, only because she wanted me to sleep in my car mm -hmm. because she planned on kicking me out because I was depressed. So with that being said, um, I ended up going to inpatient for a month. And then after a month, they said I was good to go. I looked at my bank account. It still wasn't enough to get um, my own rent because my bank account was swiped clean. Um, but that's a different story. Um, so I had to wait. I was there another month and outpatient. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't hear from her until the day I was about to leave, because at this point we still married on paper. So, mm -hmm. um, I got a text saying, um, Oh, you owe me this amount of money. Hey, don't come near me, but you still owe me this amount of money. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. She only contacted me because of money. I already gave her enough money to, you know, offset my PCS and stuff. But, um, yeah, it just a whole bunch of financial back and forth. And, but and and just the fact that. Uh, yeah, and I'm sorry. I ain't trying to get emotional or nothing. No, you're fine. We can we can move on from this. Um, but no, you don't have to. You don't have to move on. I'm, I, I can finish. Okay. It's just the fact that um, it's just pretty rough that some people have lack of empathy. And um, again, the first sergeant had to um step in and tell me you don't have to give her any more money. And I was able to start fresh, mm-hmm. at least somewhat, until my physical health issues started. But yeah, I'm just end it right there. Now, uh, I hope this question is okay to ask. Now, I mean, from the first moment y'all got married to when all this was happening, it wasn't the same, right? It just changed, right? Or uh, was I it s- the same the whole time? Uh, I seen a little bit of red flags when we were dating and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was enough to, you know, you know, sweep under the rug because mm-hmm. I wasn't living with her every day, dating, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But I didn't know. I didn't. It didn't get this bad until we were married. Mm-hmm. Understand. Okay. So now let's transition to the future. So, do you see okay. you taking this media stuff anywhere in the future, or do you into movies, or what? What, what do you seek to use this for? Uh, probably get some gigs with some um doing movie work, and also um probably mm-hmm. working. But like a graphic design corporation or either um a film industry somewhere mm-hmm. may not be in Vidalsha, Georgia. I don't know yet. We'll see where the Lord leads. Amen. That's awesome. So I mean, I, you have a YouTube page. I mean, you want you want to give out a shout out to it. Um, and um, do you do you seek to grow that YouTube page too, or what's what's your? Yeah, yes. I seek to grow it um in the right context i have three youtube channels actually um one i just started it's called robert goof it goes over um you know how to deal with mental health as a veteran and how to deal with um chronic illness in the long term the second Mm -hmm. channel is just um it's called matt's goof it basically is just recordings of um sermons that pastors let me repost and then Mm -hmm. the third channel is called highway rob underscore rtox99 where um mm-hmm. I just go around to random cities and tour and things like that and give and give honest opinion about it and you can make a choice of whether you want to live there or not. Mm-hmm. So we got a pretty decent amount of subscribers on all three of them. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, so what what is your what is the future consisted of then? What do you what do you seek to hopefully in the future I'll be able to be under the um preaching of my mentor. That way mm-hmm. I can um grow just a little bit faster because i'm gonna be transparent um being here for a little longer than i should um my growth has become stagnant so i think it's Mm -hmm. about time for me to move on but Mm -hmm. um for the future and things like that um spiritual growth hopefully be able to find a decent job and film industry and things like that be able to Mm -hmm. make a little bit more money and then Mm -hmm. hopefully in the future be able to have a family wherever that looks like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I think um, to the media stuff, I think a good uh, a segue to improve your skills would be, you know, helping out in your church, maybe like 
doing videos for them and stuff like that like for certain events but i mean i i, I enjoy your youtube videos i watched them the one with the do you use uh what is that uh uh the flying things what, what is it called um is it called a drone a drone yeah i'm sorry that word escaped me but you use that right yeah i use it from time to time uh be honest it got to get fixed but um when it is um working it um i fly from time to time now do you do you still have that camera and do you take pictures still or what are you doing yeah i still take pictures um before our um podcast we actually um well i actually um just recorded a video for um, my youtube mm -hmm. and it'll be up within like a week or two mm -hmm. i like that so how often do you post videos is it just like every week or every day or every every hour every second um not every second now um that's too much <laughs> but um i try to um do shorts on my um cell phone um uh -huh. a couple times a week on my robert goop channel and then on mm -hmm. um i'm gonna start getting into um once a week i'm gonna do long form videos about mm -hmm. um you know mental health and chronic illness and things like that hopefully mm -hmm. do that once a week okay so since you're an aspiring expert in videography and cinema and media um what is, what would be an advice you would you would share to people that would want to get into that atmosphere have an income lined up first mm -hmm. and then do the videography as a hobby until the income and supplement not supplement but um be able to overtake the um the income for your nine to five mm -hmm. that's the main that's the main tip i got for them. i like that what kind of camera what do you use that camera to record the same thing the ones you take pictures with or do you have something else uh yeah and use it for basically everything so it's a um canon rebel t7i and it's um 1080p it gets the job done you know mm -hmm. it's the same 200 dollars camera i was telling you about um <laughs> a few minutes ago so yeah it's a pretty good camera high definition mm -hmm. can't beat it okay so as we move on to last couple questions um you also mentioned something about this um uh sort of in a way but um the, since there's like a you know a over exceeding amount of suicidal rates and all these things um what 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 would you say to somebody that's struggling with that how would you how do you try to convince them that what life is worth the living well my way is I'll tell them um about Jesus. I'm gonna be honest with Amen. you because there's no other way to get up out of that except through Jesus, or also um being around a good community of people who's not negative 100 of the time. Because I have been mm -hmm. in environments where people are negative and having drama 100 of the time because that can contribute to it. So having mm -hmm. good community and um you know telling them that they're worth it and um tell him about jesus how he can you know calm your heart calm your spirit and you know can save your soul and help your mind um overcome that um those thoughts and feelings because all it is are just temptations jesus mm -hmm. even got tempted to kill himself you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah where, that's where what did I'll you do. where is that at oh um matthew chapter four um you know when um the devil tempted um went on that high pinnacle and then he um oh okay. the devil said yeah the devil told him to jump, um, jump off. off the pinnacle yep and yeah. let the angels I mean, get him yeah hmm. i wouldn't say he's trying to kill himself or uh, but i understand what you mean okay so i mean it, 
being in the military, is that something, I mean, I know people have like PTSD and all these, um, not everybody in the military, but it, how how do they teach you to cope with that or to try to overcome suicidal thoughts? Uh, They give you um just a slideshow, death by PowerPoint of how to, um, mm-hmm. you know, just have community, be around the right people and mm-hmm. just stuff like that. But I'm going to be honest, they don't practice it. Mm. Um, they when you going through that, they trail you to compartmentalize it and um going on about your business. But mm-hmm. they do have um you know powerpoints and slides and um you know programs about it. But mm-hmm. people don't use it because you know you at work too much. You can't really mm-hmm. get off and do it. Mm-hmm. At least from my mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, that's sad. Mm. But okay, what a tell me what would you tell somebody that wants to join maybe not the air force or just any military branch in in general what 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 lessons will they learn and what should they be prepared for well they should be um prepared to have tough skin Mm -hmm. because you will get talked down to and you can't do anything about it Mm -hmm. so you got to just take it to the chin say yes sir and keep it pushing as far as like just joining in general i recommend joining um a branch like the Navy or the Air Force that has better quality of living mm-hmm. and make sure you save your money because you don't know when your career is going to end. And also it's like um, during your career, again, have the tough skin. Also, um, make sure you have a cash car to get from A to B mm-hmm. and then don't eat out all the time. That's a lesson I need to learn. I mean, I'm not in the military, but I need to learn that. But um, OK, so. Okay, so tell me what what is what would be what would be the best thing somebody would learn if they went to the military versus not somebody that didn't go to the military. Do you understand, or do I need to rephrase it? Or again, that goes back to um having thicker skin because um you're able to overcome so much out here in this outside world because the military mm-hmm. you go through so much in there. It's like when you come out in the military you go through something it's like a normal tuesday mm-hmm. so just being able to overcome situations and not taking everything to heart when it comes mm-hmm. by you mm-hmm. did i answer your question yeah you did you did um now does it teach you to become do you feel like you, whenever you come out of the military you're a more efficient person a much stronger worker um quick thinker i mean just you know the things that i would think that the military would teach you is that what you would learn or what you would expat or you know exemplify whenever you're out of it it just depends on the person how much work they're willing to put in because i've seen people get out the military and go to jail i've seen people get out the military and unfortunately off themselves i've seen people get out the military and you know hurt children and stuff but again it's um and i also seen people in the military you know same situation as me or either you know same situation as my mentor doing great things being a pastor and things like that again it just depends on how much work you willing to put in and how you treat people and how you treat authority and just things like that and how things line up in your life. So it kind of sounds like you're saying that it can make you or break you. Yeah. Per se. Am I correct? Okay. Now, um, since you've been there, have you noticed that people, somebody that's went in the military, you know, they could be, I don't know, let's say the worst person ever. And then they turn out to be a totally different person. I mean, kind of like you know a person receiving salvation have you witnessed that before yeah my own life i was about to yeah. get out the air force and then <laughs> i mean i got I, born again yeah you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> yeah 
Amen. <laughs> but that's that's receiving salvation. I'm talking about just the military in general. Well, can you rephrase that? Because I don't think I understand what you mean. Okay, so uh, religion outside. Let's keep that out. Um, let's say somebody, you know, there were a person that did drugs all the time or, you know, stuff like that. The worst person they could be. Have you witnessed somebody that went there and then after all said and done in the military changed into a productive person to society? Me personally, no. It just mm -hmm. makes them, um, you know, more of what they are, especially when you mm -hmm. have no money and then you get mm -hmm. money. It just makes you more of what you are. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're talking about um, religion aside, it's about like yeah. if you win the lottery or if you um come across a position of power or you know just things like that mm -hmm. just makes you more of who you are wow that's sad so salvation does impact in a big way it does at least in, at least in my life and for what yeah. i've seen in um others mm -hmm. amen all right as we come to the conclusion of the show um is there anything about you that is interesting or you know something that nobody nobody knows you know what, what could that be or anything you would like to share before we close the show i could do a split what about that <laughs> can you show us right now no <laughs> do it on the do it on the it'll, blackboard and the and the whiteboard <laughs> no because it'll look pretty <laughs> sus no thank you i mean to be this was it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but hey, that's awesome. God has given you a talent that not many men know how to do. So, um, okay, before we leave, give me um, what what is your favorite quote or maybe Bible verse or something? You know, something that is important to you, and what does it mean to you? Well, I'll go by um favorite Bible verse, um First Timothy like two five, um mm -hmm. where there is only one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ mm. Jesus. So what that means to me is that pretty much knocks out every every little G God around, you know, like Buddha, mm -hmm. Hindu, just, yeah. just mm -hmm. things like that. People mm -hmm. people and little G gods like that. So then that's what led to my salvation. I keep that near and dear to my heart. Amen. That's awesome. Robert, thank you so much for joining the show.